We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wellbriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, who? Which is episode one twenty two? The connect with your higher power episode. Unspoken words. The triad is back together in the studio. Hey, Fire <laughs> with these powers combined. <laughs> I'm Captain Planet. <laughs> Captain Unspoken Words. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What were you gonna say? You had your mouth wide open for like ten seconds. <laughs> I forgot. Now I just yeah. If you touch it, it'll get itchy. No, touch oh, it yeah. once. Touch it once. <laughs> Fuzz, touch it. <laughs> See if it gets itchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 King. Yeah. yeah. My king bird. Oh, haven't you heard? She's gonna buy me a mockingbird. Eha, eha, eha. Over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus, he's the pod Gotti number 83 in the place to be, Randy B. Hey, yo. Say shoulder. Shoulder. Ah, 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 And over here to my right. All the way from Baba Nine No Nine No Nine No. He is your favorite Indian, your ace holding one JCB. Say shoulder. How? How? Oh, do you do? Oh, 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 Hey, and you oh. know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs. All the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Oh, where that pave is not road. Oh. Uh, hey, thank you for joining us here on episode 122. We're going to come with the speak on it a little bit later. But right now, wait, I just want to hear a little bit about Randy's trip, man. How'd that go? Did you guys drive down there? Yeah, we drove. Ooh, we left ooh, Wednesday night. Ooh. Yeah. About 10. Drove all night? Well, we, yeah, and then we drove all night. We got there about 5. When ooh. you guys called, we actually just pulled into like California not Dang. too long before that. Dang, for real? Yeah. So. Oh, that smoke. Hit the freeways and. The highways and byways? Yeah, the highways and byways. <laughs> <laughs> Praying for all those travelers on the highways and byways. Right when we pulled in, we hit the first in and out. You know, it wasn't too far from that south. Yum, uh, E. Yeah, the Tahoe. Mm, it's pretty mm, good. Mm. Animal fries, animal style burgers. Mm. In and out, man. That's some mm. good stuff. What did you, did you get the sauce? Animal? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, like, animal style is like, you know, with the kind of almost like the Big Mac sauce looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can add like green chilies on there. Mm. Man, it's fire him. Yeah, we went to Vegas this summer. We went to In and Out. It's delicious. Double double with cheese. Mm, mm, mm. Animal style. Did fries. you get into that Chick fil A yet? Me? <clears throat> Anybody? Uh, no. no. I'm good. I'm just wondering because 
Did you? Oh no, I ain't gonna oh. sit and stand or park there like that. Still uh, crazy lines, huh? Yeah. If I'm gonna wait a long time in line, I'd rather go to Sonic. Don't even matter if you're the only one at Sonic here in Billings. It's forever. Still it takes, takes forty time. minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, see, the last time I went to Sonic, I got through pretty quick. Oh. Somebody, uh, one of my uh, my brother always says you don't go to Sonic for the food. <laughs> but it's like you know, good treat. <laughs> oh, like the you know the the shakes and stuff. Yeah, the shakes and stuff. Yeah, that was I, first time I went over there. I got like the large one, and holy cow, man! They brought out like a half a gallon of oh yeah ice the cream, forty four ounce. <laughs> like, oh, damn, I go sixty four ounce. <clears throat> um, so yeah, you guys were there, and what was it again? Oh, we were in Pacifica, Pacifica. Uh, which is kind of you know it's outside of San Francisco. Yeah, um, right next to right next right right near the beach pond. Right near the beach pond. <laughs> Did you go to the beach? No. Yeah, we went to the beach. I woke up Friday actually, and um, the reason why my stuff is all wrinkled. So I was taking pictures, and man, that freaking like I was standing like where the pavement stopped wet, like you know. Like where the <laughs> where, where the, it quit like, splashing? Yeah. yeah, like where the waves? Like you could see the the pavement or the sidewalk was wet, and I kind of stood outside of that, and I was taking pictures. And man, that one just came, bro! Like boom! Like man, knocked my glasses off and everything. Yeah, I was, <laughs> dude, I was frozen, man. I I took nothing but freaking shorties out there too, and I was like, what the heck? Like, cause it was like forty, fifty degrees out there. Cold, cold water, wind. Too, yeah, uh, cold water. Ooh. Freaking tasted the salt, man. Like, yeah, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I didn't even realize my glasses fell off. And I was like walking around and I seen them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I picked them up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It was an experience. Fuzz just resetted you. Yeah, reset me, man. I was frozen that whole morning, but I stuck it out and just took a lot more pictures because I wanted to catch the sunrise, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then I've been messing with my camera phone like these, man, these uh, cameras on these phones are freaking powerful. Yeah. Like, Especially, like, if you start messing with like, all the settings and the exposures and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can take professional-looking photos, man. For sure. Yeah, and that's what I was doing that that's, morning. That's one of their, like, biggest things, though, like, that they talk about, like, on, at least on the ads, anyway. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, yeah. oh, this camera does this and that, and, like, yeah, so that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I never uh, I never really dug into it, but about a week before that, um, one of my friends was, uh, he pressed that, he kind of long-pressed. A uh, picture and the background changed. Oh, for real? Yeah, into like a white one or a black one. So then I started messing with them. I started watching videos, and I'm like, man, like when I go out there, and that's why, like, every other city that we've gone to, like, I never did the touristy thing. Yeah. But San Francisco, for some reason, is like a fun city, man. That was my first time out there, and I just like took pictures of everything. Like, there's so many, yeah, so many picturesque stuff there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, let me get let me get this straight. You played with it, and then you got it to work. Yeah. <laughs> I played with it until it started working. <laughs> played with it until I got what I wanted. <laughs> played with it the whole time he was on his trip. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, settings oh, that I, the, the settings that I do have it on, though, it does take a lot of memory. So I had to keep transferring to my laptop. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I got it, like, on... <laughs> It's raw, raw setting, you know? <laughs> Played with it when it was raw. Huh? See, yeah, like, look at that. It says raw up there on the top. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then I got like. But that's grid. just like the most basic one? 
Yeah, so this is like, it just makes all your memory kind of, it's huge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that before you say that. <laughs> Crazy. But it was fun, man. So we had that whole Friday just to check things out. We went to Pier 39. Nice. Um, we went to the Golden Gate Bridge, took a bunch of pictures. Nice. Really spent that whole Friday just adventuring, you know? We went yeah. to Chinatown. Um, checked it out. Checked out the homeless population, man. They got, I think. <laughs> checked out the homeless population. No, uh, they do. They have like one of the biggest homeless populations in Chinatown. Yeah, homeless yeah. Chinese. Yeah, huh. Huh. not not just Chinese either, but just you know they just got like a skid people. row. Yeah, Dang, that's um, crazy. But all those Asians and stuff. When we were down there, we ordered food from a restaurant called Sam Wo. We had to wait like a half hour, but we were in this little park downtown and man like all these like asian folks like they were just gambling in there you know that's kind of like their daily life it was like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock in the evening in the park yeah just like one of these little city parks like just crap tables or yeah something? like crap tables yeah bro Dang. like old asians you know mahjong or something yeah i don't huh. know what they have their cardboard set up there and they're just throwing i don't know if they were dice or anything but we didn't go up to them and check them out but we Dang, watched them from afar dice right in the park huh yeah that's crazy. About like 10 o'clock at night. Did you get to uh, see any? I know you brought that brought, brought back the Bruce Lee picture. Did they have any like his old dojos or anything like that? So there was one man, but we never got to go over there. It was like three blocks from where we were. Yeah. Um, but we were just time, you know, we were was worried it, about time. Was it like, um, was it uh, functioning or was it more yeah, like it a museum? it was kind of like an exhibition. It was oh, okay. kind of like an exhibition, like where um, it opened like the year before, and it go it's going on for like three years or something. Oh, okay. But it's in a building downtown, and it's just like all like Bruce Lee history because he was oh, okay. born in San Francisco. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. And I kept trying to go uh, by his old spot, but you know we were too. Yeah, but we didn't have enough time. Oh yeah, like yeah. we tried to squeeze everything I as much as we Chinese. could into that Friday. Yeah, I am American. You know, uh, yeah. that's why we went to Pier Thirty Nine, went to Golden Gate Bridge. Um, what else? Do, we went and walked Chinatown, but we didn't have enough time to go check out the Bruce Lee exhibit. Oh, man, that would have been cool. Yeah, that's what I really wanted to do. That sounds like fun. And the full house thing, like, we never got to see that either, but um, San Francisco, man, the hills are crazy. Yeah. Have you guys been there? No, I, I just see it on, like, movies and stuff. You yeah. should have went on a high-speed tour. Man, it's, uh, I got some. I was like. Obviously, it doesn't snow there to have, for them to have streets like that. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you barely can't even park there and you'll end up sliding down. Yeah. All yeah, the cars would just be down at the end of the street. They park all kinds of ways, bro. Like, you ever see those like those videos when those people come out of their their like their, their front door and then they step on the sidewalk and they end up sliding? Yeah. Like, there's they a time stop. lapse of oh, like, nice. San Francisco with the Golden Gate Bridge. Was it kind of trippy going on that? Yeah, man. Like, it's crazy. Didn't see any jumpers? Uh-uh. But I guess, like, a lot of people, like, <laughs> a lot of people go there and freaking, like, walk the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Like, they walk across. How long is it? It's pretty long. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's super long. It's the longest bridge I've ever seen. <laughs> longest one i ever seen. <laughs> is it, like, a mile? I I would say about a mile, probably maybe uh-huh. if that half a mile. That's crazy. You know, it's pretty long, though. <laughs> 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 All right. 
I wouldn't have laughed, but it was just the way you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks. Like, that picture looks like a painting. Oh yeah, man, that looks cool. Is that with your filter or whatever? Yeah, it's not it looks like something you get out of a magazine. Yeah, bro. Like yeah, I don't know the quality on these photos. It's like are, a Nat Geo. Yeah, they're freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see no Planet of the Apes there? <laughs> no. So how about the tournament? Was that, I mean, huge, I imagine. How many rings did they have? Yeah, they had two rings. I think they had 50 bouts every day. Dang. So two days, you know? 50 bouts. Yeah, 25 Ooh. in each ring, and it was just one right after another. Um, it was amazing because you got to, like, rub shoulders with all these, like, world champions and stuff. There's a yeah. girl by the name of Martha. I think her name was Martha, uh, the uh, WBC heavyweight champion right now, currently. Dang. She was there. Um, and then you had, like, some army chicks that were there. Um, and there was just a lot of, like, high-powered females yeah. over there. And... The cool thing about that was, like, man, like, you go out there, and their whole life is about boxing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it, it was just, like, an ordinary building, man. You had two rings in there. You had all your bags in there. Like, everything was just packed in there, and everybody was there just, just to box. Yeah, yeah, Um, And that's their whole lifestyle. But they had a lot of good words to say to our to our young ladies that went out there. Um, and it was really good to meet those ladies at Beautiful Brawlers uh, finally in person because we'd been communicating online mm. for about a year. Um, and they started, you know, sharing my daughter's stuff. I think it was at Junior Olympics this past summer. That's when we forged that relationship. They shared one of my daughter's things. Uh-huh. And um, that's kind of how it started, you know? Yeah. They, they shared a picture of hers. And then we just started communicating, and then in January, they were like, hey, man, we want to, you know, we want to invite you guys, you guys come out here, but we want to confirm. And that's how we started going out there. Um, but it was amazing. <laughs> just like, all those, not only like just all those female fighters, but like just to see, you don't see that type of event, you know? Yeah. You don't see, it's always harder for the females to get a, uh, to get a bout. Mm. So it's amazing to have, like, an international tournament. You had people from Taiwan there. You had people from China, um, England, you know. Wow. So they were all out there, and they were all out there to box. And then, like, on average, each boxer got, like, two bouts? Yeah, so they were guaranteed two bouts. Dang, so they came, like, all the way, like, across the world. Yeah. Across flat earth just to get two bouts. Yes. And I, so that... <clears throat> There's a lot of prestige around that. Yeah, they're building brothers. something. Yeah. yeah, they're building something beautiful out there. That's pretty cool, man. It was fun, man. It was a def- uh, definitely a fun experience. So That's cool, man. And then uh, how, how did Adrielle do in her bouts? She lost. She took second again. Mm. Um, but there's just a lot of growth, and I don't know. Like, me and the other coach were talking about it. Like, she's. Her, she's improved so much. Yeah, but but she's lost a little bit of aggressiveness. Mm. You know, she kind of. My daughter, <laughs> she doesn't. She's good at what she does, but yeah. I think she doesn't. She hasn't nurtured that aggressiveness yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like and it's still, was, yeah, like still. And I was kind of thinking too, like. Uh, <clears throat> Wow, she probably has a target on her back, too. Yeah. Because, you know, she's the Silver Glove champion. People national. know who she is. So, yeah, they're, like, they're preparing for her. Yeah. yeah so, I I think that's where it's at. And then they ha- they had a rematch that Sunday uh, with the girl that beat her in the title belt. 
but we couldn't stay. We had to come home. Yeah. Um, and we left probably about six o'clock that evening. And when we got to Bozeman, it was right when the morning snow had melted uh-huh. and we made it right through. And right as soon as we made it through, bro, like the snow and the rain and everything else Started. melted on this side. Yeah. Dang. Like we could barely see on the way home, Dang. but yeah. So we made it at just the right time. Wow. You guys got back Monday? Yeah, we evening? got back Monday morning. Uh, not morning, but right around 2, 3. Okay. Yeah, right before everything started. We made it through the pass, and um, they shut down I-15, the route that we came home on. They shut down I-15. I think it just reopened today. Dang, for real? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Long drive, though. Oh, man. The, oh. That's all right. I think I'm all right driving. As long as I got a bag of seeds. But I do better, like, if it's just me. Yeah. Like, if it's just me in the car, I, would, I could drive for, like, 20 hours. Yeah. But as soon as there's other people in the car, I don't know, man. It's just, like, my anxiety goes up. Because then I'm responsible for, like, six other people or whatever. It's stressful. It's like hurting kittens. Yeah. Anything on that? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you got to go on that trip and, you know, just take your daughter out there. I mean, just that experience alone, going from here down there to box and come back and then seeing all the sights and sounds, like that stuff, like, I know I never got to do. Yeah. You know, so it's stuff like you're able to do for your daughter, so that's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of what uh, I was kind of, um, so I shared something, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and I went to go delete it because I didn't want to share it to, like, my Facebook. <laughs> and I freaking deleted, like, both of them, you know? So, oh. um, but, it, but I made a reel anyway and shared that on, on Instagram. Um, but I think one of the things that really touches me as a parent is kind of what you said is, like, I'm just trying to provide opportunities for my daughter that I didn't have when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and being able to see the United States and see that the world, like, it's much bigger than where we're, where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, being able to see that in person, like she realizes like, Hey man, it, it's bigger than Billings. And that's really the vision that I, I hope for her, you know, yeah. that she doesn't stay stuck here. Um, I mean, whatever she decides to do, she decides to do, but yeah. she realizes like, Hey, it's much bigger than just here. Yeah. And I think that's where sports can play a huge role in um, like kind of setting that foundation, like hard work, you can achieve goals. And even, <clears throat> um, just learning from that experience is, like, a huge thing, especially, yeah. like, kids and stuff, because uh, that's going to translate well later on. Because I know it did for me. Yeah. Like, now, the stuff I learn playing sports, middle school, high school, like, I apply it to my career now. Yeah. You know, like, um, the follow-through, being there before time, before, like, work starts at 8, I'm there at know 750 745 i'm ready to work at eight yeah you know type of deal uh, and that all comes from like playing sports you know practice starts at six you don't show up at six and start putting on your stuff <laughs> yeah you show up at five thirty, get dressed warm up warm up stretch out be ready to go at six yes type of deal so those are all good things that i mean that you're instilling in your daughter right now so that's cool yeah <clears throat> um and especially like yeah, man, the wins and losses, though, I mean, winning's cool, but I think overall just the whole experience is what's good for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, one of the parts that really hits me, too, is, like, 
So now she's starting to study her her tapes, mm. you know, like those losses and stuff, and she's watching them. And for me, that's like, man, that's like a milestone because I'm like, okay, like you, you want to get better. Yeah. You know, whereas like last year when she had lost, she didn't want to watch that loss. But you never lose, man. Any any kid that gets in that ring, like, yeah, you've already defeated your fear. Yeah. Because in boxing, it's you're not against anybody else. It's it's you against yourself. Yep. Because of the discipline and the foundation that you're building, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that we have to sacrifice um, in order to do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like and like now, like at nine years old, four days out of the week, she's in the gym if she's not doing extra credit. Yeah. So it it is a hard lifestyle, and but at the same time, like I pray and hope that she grows from it, and that's yeah. you know that's all I can really hope for. Right on, uh who, uh who? Thanks for giving us that update on the trip to the beautiful Brawlers in the suburb of San Francisco, California. I always want to say Palestine, but what is it? It is Palestine. Pacifica. Pacifica. Oh, Pacifica, yeah. It is Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Israel or something. <laughs> Start getting like, all did biblical. I miss something? <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, we're going to throw it over here to your favorite Indian. Take it away. <laughs> hey. All right. <clears throat> so, today is payday, gentlemen. <laughs> what, were, what was that song you were singing before we came on there? Ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. The other one. Staying way. alive. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, I put your picture the cable, away. The cable guy hey, one. Hey, hey. Oh. Ah. <laughs> How no, did he do that? Breeze. Down, down, down. Eagles going down. But anyway, so yeah, if you're anyway. if you're if you haven't heard any of our Anyways. latest our latest episodes, we had a wager on the Super Bowl, and Eagles got cheated. Eagles got cheated, and yeah. so Kansas City Chiefs ended up winning. And it's time to pay up. And so look, hey, look, it wouldn't be a game without a ref job. Kinky. <laughs> so. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Like, man, I went through so many different songs. Like, oh, man, it's got to be the one. It's got to be the one. <laughs> this guy did his homework. But yeah. um, I can't remember where I saw it. Like, I was, I think I was just, scro- you know, mindlessly scrolling through my, my Google stuff. And here I saw John Travolta on there. And then I started looking on, like he said, like, stay in last. But then uh, I couldn't find a duet. I needed you guys to do a duet. Uh-huh. I just had to have it that way. Uh-huh. And then I remembered that song on Grease. And the thing that really cracked me up though Is when he does that Wow <laughs> And I was like I, I gotta get one of those guys to do that I, I have Falls to on Randy B <laughs> So Without further ado When these gentlemen are, are you guys ready? I'm ready man We're gonna butcher it But we're, we'll go for it That's half the we fun get That is half the ready. fun <laughs> Yeah but you know, it's all born ready. It's it's all in good fun, and so here it is from your very own Pod Gotti. Mo hugs, not drugs. You're the one that I want, as in Greece. Take it away, gentlemen. All right, you got the blue. I got the pink words. All right. <laughs> <coughs> I'm gonna turn my mic off because I'm gonna be cracking up. No, we want to hear the laughter. Okay. You're the, the one, one I that want. I want. Greece. Pentecostal. 
I got chills. They're multiplying, <laughs> and I'm losing control. Cause the power you're supplying, it's electrifying. <laughs> you better shape up, cause, cause I need a woman. <laughs> no change of lyrics. And my heart is set on you. You better shape up. You better understand. To my heart, I must stay true. Nothing left, nothing left for me to do. You're the one that I want. Oh, honey, you're the one I want. Oh, honey, you're the one I want. The one I want. Oh, yes, indeed. Come on, with a little feeling now. Let's go. All right. Let's take it home. Yeah, if you feel. With affection, Yuck. you're too shy <laughs> to convey. Meditate in my direction. Feel your way. Wow! I better shape up, cause you need a man. <laughs> I need a woman <laughs> to satisfy me. I better shape up if I'm gonna prove. You better prove that faith is justified. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. You're the one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. The one I want. Honey. The one that I need. Oh, oh yes, yes, indeed. You're the one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The one I need. Oh yes, indeed. You're the one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. The one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. The one I want. The one I need. Oh, yes, indeed. You're the one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. The one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. The one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The one I need. Oh, yes, indeed. Chicago. All right. You guys are my heroes, man. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> that one was for free. That was for free. We're available for, free. for all birthday parties, wedding receptions, and bar mitzvahs, oh, and quinceaneras. I, I wish those listeners could have saw you guys, man. That was freaking great. That was great. I was stumbling. Oh, man. That's all right. That was great. That was, thank you, guys. You guys are freaking awesome. All yep. right. Yep. All right. I always, I always pay up on my bets, my debts. Uh, we lost fair and square. Yes, sir. And oh, I always pay up. Oh, shit. That was good. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to go home and watch Grease. <laughs> oh, Are man. you really? At some point, probably this weekend. Oh. I got to. Oh, man, I got to catch my breath. <laughs> oh, my neck hurts. Can't believe you got us singing, eh? We sang the whole song, too. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> for a while, there, was like, did you hear me say, what did you say? <laughs> oh, man, there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. To the victor goes the spoils. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I was going to record it and see if uh, Mo Hugs will put it on our uh, YouTube channel, but we couldn't get the sound with it. You just see them singing Occupy. I still should have did it. Oh, man, I'm kicking myself. Hey, take two. Let's do it one more time from the top. Uh, how about no, Scott? <laughs> how about no, you crazy Dutch bastard? <laughs> <laughs> the fans ooh, like, ooh, wait, wait, ooh. listen, listen, listen. listen. <clears throat> what? I can hear our listeners yelling for an encore. All right. Play hey. some um. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your black tie fair. Oh, fair. Last one to know. Last, last one to show. I was the last one you thought you'd see there. Oh, I could feel that in my body. And I saw the surprise <laughs> and the fear in his eyes. <laughs> when I grabbed his glass of champagne. I toasted you and said, honey, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. I got friends in Lowlaces where the whiskey drowns and the bear chases my blues away. I'll be okay. All right, we're not promoting any alcohol use in this show. I was singing but about I, I karaoke, karaoke that song once. That's pretty cool, though. I, I, <laughs> I'm almost afraid to to go in there and, and, and try to karaoke because, ah, heck with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we should go sometime and just karaoke some night, someplace. What we should do is start a alcohol, drug and alcohol-free karaoke. Hell Yeah. Yeah, coffee bar, soda pop. Yeah, just like Perrier. Yeah, yeah. Some snacks. Some snacks. Some goldfish. Maybe we'll have like a, a a golden buzzer of the night. Some commodity cheese and crackers. Oh man, you had me at commodity cheese, bro. And noodle. Man, oh. Nice. <laughs> Extra guts. <laughs> yeah. Last Ooh, time, my noodle. Last time you made my noodle, I barely got any guts. I know because he showed up late. <laughs> Who made manudo? You did. <coughs> yeah, makes for some bomb ass manudo, bro. No, spicy. Ooh, spicy. Gotta invite me next time. Yeah, call you over. Oh. I, I just messaged this guy. So, are you doing anything? Come grab a bow manudo. It's on Christmas Day. Like that that day. Yeah, and they were playing bingo. But what did I? What you just came. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember. See your. Your for show, your bunny, your side piece, your main squeeze, whoever she is. <laughs> Are you guys warmed up now? Yeah, I know that was good. Uh, we should we should make this a thing. Let's find something else to bet on. <clears throat> All right, well, we, we got, got the regular. Fi- we got the finals, and we got uh, oh. March Madness coming up. That's right. Finals, and we got March Madness March coming up. Madness. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Oh, just, I'll make a bet. I'll make a bet right now. I bet the Lakers don't make the playoffs. playoffs. I ain't taking that. They're like two and a half games out of like sixth place right now. I don't. 
No, they're like that. They're in 13th in the Western Conference, but all the way from like 8 to 13, they're all just like within all two games. Up. Yeah, like they're all within two games of yeah. each other. So they could make it. Yeah, Who could. did they? Did they add anybody? Yeah. I mean, I know they did. They added Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and um, D'Lo. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they got rid of uh, Westbrook. Which is crazy because Westbrook signed with um, the Clippers. Yeah, Westbrook, uh, Clippers bought him out, I think. Yeah. Um, Jazz. They got rid of your guy's boy, Pat Bev. And he signed with Chicago. Chicago, Chicago man. Chicago is yeah. going to be in. They're going to be in the finals. <laughs> this guy in this. <laughs> We're going to the finals. <laughs> We're going to the ship, baby. We're going to the ship. All right. You guys feeling warmed up? You ready to do this? Yes, sir. All right, we're going to get into our speak on it now. And so it's going to be 20 minutes timed. Let me get my clock ready here, my stopwatch. All right, um, yeah, so DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. Bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's cooler than cool? Ice cold. Other side of the pillow. Both. I'll take both answers. <laughs> uh, so this is Mo Hugs, not drugs, and this is my speak on it for February. And in this month, I just like to think. So I'm um, these two gentlemen know I'm very uh, conspiracy theory minded. I like I like myself a good conspiracy every now and then. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> buckle in, put on your rocket boots, sister. We're about to blast off. <laughs> um. So, what are the Conspiracies that's really intriguing to me, I guess, kind of really uh, sits well with me. No, it's kidding. That's very uh, interesting to me is that we live in assimilation. And the more I kind of read up on it and kind of watch these other videos and people's take on it, uh, kind of makes sense to me that we do live in assimilation because just thinking about my own personal self, like our my, if you think about your brain as a computer, um, you can program yourself. Now, psychology calls it conditioning, classical conditioning. But if you think of it in computer terminology, you're like just programming yourself to do things, programming yourself to memorize things. Um, and the strongest recall is smell. Um, so if you smell a perfume that your grandmother wore, um, every time you smell that perfume, you're going to think of your grandmother. So that, that that type of deal, and I use that recall with, um, like, my powwow singing, um, round dance music. I'm able to call do a recall because if that song has a name, when I'm memorizing it, when I'm learning it, I say that name, and then I start singing that song, and I say that name, and I start singing that song. So that, you know, when, I, when I'm when i at the power, when I'm at the round dance and we need a song, I can just think of that name and then I'm able to sing that song. Just pull it up, pull it up, 
get into the archives, get into the playlist. Okay, flag song. And just like have different names to these different songs, and I'm able to boom, boom, boom. And that's how I memorize these songs. Once I learned that you're able to program your mind, you can, because it's like a computer. Um, So, but broader picture, we are in assimilation. If you think about it, we have a creator. The creator, God, had to have something, some kind of technology, something to build what we're in. Um, if we're thinking like human thoughts, like human mind, human thinking, he had to have something to create, uh, in order to create all this. So it's like some kind of large, elaborate, something beyond our thinking, something beyond our understanding, large, elaborate technology in order to build this simulation that we're in, um, so that's what that whole simulation theory is like. It's not far-fetched to me that we have a creator. And then, like, there's a running joke that I see on online and in social media stuff. It says, "Where what we live in now, the simulation now, is probably um, <clears throat> something that our creator got a C on in science class. <laughs> like, he created this, and we're just, like, sitting on a shelf somewhere. Oh. And he got a C on it. <laughs> oh. You got a C Harsh. on your science Harsh. project? <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, I'll open it up to you guys. Just any thoughts on that? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, I remember one time when, uh, when I was going to school in Chamawa that we went on a trip to... I can't even remember the name of that mountain range. But anyway, the forest. But well, we were hiking up to this, the very top to this waterfall, and we can. St- there's a place where they can stand there and look down. But on the way up, that trail switches back and forth all the way up there. And then we ran into this guy, and he was saying, I'm taking a uh, poll, he said. And he had his little paper, and he said, do you believe in creation or evolution? And, you know, I can't even remember what my buddies were saying to him, but I just kind of th- I thought... I thought about it and I thought, I think something was created to evolve, mm-hmm. right? And like, so God is up there saying, okay, well, I'm going to start with this, and but then watch this. Yeah. Check this out. Watch what this can, it almost like, like a kid at a science fair, you know, pours the baking soda into the beginner vinegar and watch this and then boom. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Like, like when you say simulation, man, my mind all automatically just went to like the matrix. Yeah. And like, we're just these meat sacks kind of providing energy for whatever. Oh, I, I think mean, that's I, where we're headed. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, like I've seen uh YouTube videos too, where they see a glitch in the matrix. And then every once in a while too, I'll experience something like, wow, that was weird. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, <clears throat> Man, I wish if we are in a simulation, I, there's got to be a way to hack it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So, I go okay, okay. Hold on, hold on just let me let me hear me out though. Mm-hmm. So, what you were talking about, like um, 
you know, the way we program our brains and stuff, we can also reprogram our brains, right? We're not stuck in one thing. We can kind of upgrade or or, yeah, yeah. or change the program because of the way our brains work. And those are just electrical impulses anyway, right? Those, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, <clears throat> kind of going back to what you were talking about when you were singing your songs, like you say the, t- uh, you say the name of it, then you can sing the song. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to that old psychology thing, what fires together, wires together. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I mean, I can totally. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get, I get the idea of it. It's just, I don't know. Like my, like you were saying already. Like our human thinking is just so limited. Oh, mean, yeah. we, we can do amazing things, right? We can send people to the moon, supposedly. Supposedly, this guy. <laughs> uh huh. But you I know, okay, you all right, well, okay. Well, we can invent cell phones. Yeah. Where. Where, you know, Randy could take a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge and it looks like if you were just looking at it and then he can kind of mess around with the filters or whatnot Mm -hmm. and boom, it looks like something, you know, like out of a professional uh, magazine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can do that and then all of a sudden we start getting kind of grandiose, right? Like, oh man, we we know everything. Yeah, yeah. We can figure out everything. We have all the answers, but we don't. Mm. And I think that might, if we are in a simulation, I think that's got to be part of it. Like they're... There's just only so far, you, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> say you're running around in a video game. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you can only go so far, right? Yeah, yeah. And you hit, like, the end of the, I don't know what, what they, yeah, you hit the end of the map or whatever it is yeah, yeah, that yeah. they call it. I'm not a gamer, so, anyway, so, like, you can only go so far. Yeah, yeah, Like, if that, and I think that there is just some things that we just aren't supposed to understand. Yeah. That's the part I think that's where I'm at. Like, I want to understand, but I don't think I ever will. Yeah. So, like, I think that's why it's so intriguing to me. Oh, like, I want to know this. But it's probably, like, something, like, that's too far beyond my comprehension. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, I was just laughing because I was wondering. At first, I thought you were talking assimilation. Oh. And then when he started talking, he's like, simulation? I yeah. was like, well, I heard really wrong. <laughs> oh, we're doing both. Uh, yeah, but um, the thing that I'm reminded of is kind of like the Truman Show. Is that kind of like what you're alluding to? Yeah, something like that. Like, uh, that's one thing that's always, like, intrigued me, but I've never watched any, like, videos or anything. But I always, like, my mind has always gone to this point of, like, man, what if what if people were filming me or my life? Like, and this is what I'm doing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if, like, everybody's in on this except for us three? Oh yeah, true, true, yeah. You I know, have those like, too, yeah. yeah, like, or uh, you know, what if what if we're all just batshit crazy and screaming at a wall right now in some insane asylum? But yeah, this yeah. is real to like, us. Yeah, but, true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what if everybody's just watching us right now, and then we walk out that door, and then they're like, the camera crew just kind of, yeah, yeah, and like, the theory behind it too is like, we are operating and living in this simulation, like. We don't know any different. Like where they're having like just all these like, uh, what would you call them? Like in science, like you're testing all these theories out. Oh, yeah. Is that kind of like what you're talking about? No, it's just like our creator created this, what we're living in now. And like we're his simulation. Oh, yeah. What if he's just watching us? Yeah. We call him God. Yeah. Like an ant farm? Yeah. Like and he's watching us. And like our like he created us, and we're just playing in the snow globe. Yeah, we're just playing in the snow globe. And then one thing that kind of <clears throat> along the lines of this simulation, 
um, the boundaries. There has to, there's gonna, there's gonna have to be boundaries around it, like you said, like the edge of the map, like yeah. a shield. Yeah. So, Dish TV. Okay. You guys had those? Did uh, you have it growing up TV? on the country? Yeah, Prime TV. Yeah, Prime, Prime Star, Star at first. Yeah. So they come to your house. They either put it on your house or put it outside on its own little pole, and they point it at something. Sun. It's supposed to be a satellite, but satellites are continuously, supposedly moving, and they point this dish at a certain... Because I, I stood out there when they installed our direct TV, and I was asking him questions, and I was like, he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I just got to point it over here in this direction. And then now as an adult, because I remember that vividly, I was standing there, I was like, that satellites move. Like, why is he just pointing it in this direction? Like, because of our altitude and our, you know, because of our longitude and latitude, like where he put that, he had to point it in a certain direction. That always kind of weirded me out. Um, so it's like, now with the simulation theory and like firmament, um, <clears throat> they're pointing it at the boundary. And it's, they're deflecting off the boundary and coming back. So you're saying, <clears throat> let me get this straight. Is you're saying what that comes to mind? The signal <clears throat> originates from your satellite, hits something, reflects back, and then you just receive it back. No, wherever they're having the signal, oh, I know where you. I know what you they're mean. they're broadcasting it off, and just they're just shooting it out to the boundary, and. They point this because they're like, okay, this is the best signal from that boundary that you can get. Well, I do know that when, because I, I, I did, when my my mom got DirecTV, I mm-hmm. put it up myself. Mm-hmm. And having read all the the technical stuff, they said that there's a satellite above that floats above Texas. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they, that's what they're pointing at. So they're all pointing south. Oh. Mm. So I always, I mean, and I don't, I don't know, but. If this True. has anything to do with South, this. yeah, they always but, are. But um, if you like, the closer you get to Texas, right, you're gonna have to start pointing it more up, up. Yeah. So I mean, I've never been down there, and I'm like, hey, can I look at your satellite? Which way but, is it pointing? <clears throat> Every time they show satellites, they're constantly moving in the sky. But you can get it to where it does like hover like that. I mean, you can move. They can move them. I wonder. If- yeah, no, they wouldn't. I was saying, I wonder if they can just kind of like keep them in a certain area, but they would have to orbit too, right? Yeah, yeah. well, they, 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 if we're Earth. living on a sphere, yeah. they would have to constantly orbit. Yeah, is what I'm saying. As as the as the Earth rotates, right? And yeah. so it just or it doesn't necessarily orbit, but maybe it's just like stuck in that gravi- gravitational pull, and it's able to just stay there. Yeah. But like they have things on there that'll. Uh, stabilize it. They're shooting it off the firmament. (laughs) (laughs) So, back to Neo. (laughs) Red bill, blue pill. Which one are you going to take? I'll take both of them. (laughs) What happens when you do this? What happens when you take both? (laughs) Morpheus, tell me that. You get a purple. Yeah. Red and blue. But, um, yeah, all you listeners out there, if you feel like chiming in, please shoot us a message on our email or with our face page or email, face page group. Face page. Wait, we're, we still got five minutes left here. Let's, let's, let's keep going with this. Cause let's unpack this. Let's unpack <laughs> this. Yeah. 
So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like, in this simulation, then that means what part of you is real? I think your conscience. Okay. And so what would that be? Just kind of like part your of soul. the program? Yeah. Because, like, when this body dies, then your soul goes to wherever the Back creator to the is. Source. Back to the source. Okay. So then that means, like, I don't have two hands. It just, I think I have two hands because that's what my code says, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the <laughs> <laughs> it's like mind boggling. Right, right, I'm like, Randy's okay, so what if a guy doesn't have an arm? Then what are they? They're missing like one aisle. Yeah, missing that part of the programming. But okay, all right then. Here we go. Mm-hmm. If he's missing, if you're missing one of your arms, then why not be able just to you know regrow? Get, yeah, get one back. Just repo. Okay, this guy has an arm and I. He needs a new arm, so, you know, like if you were, say you were doing The Sims and you go, oh, I want to build a house. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, in this case, building people. Yeah, yeah. This guy's incomplete. He's going to need another arm. Mm-hmm. Why not build another arm? I don't know. You have to ask the creator. Damn you. No, because, like. That's very slippery. Like, even the the good book, the Bible, talks about when. We leave this body and we return back to heaven to back to the creator. We're without spot or blemish. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are like our spiritual body beings are restored. We're full. And so that's our true selves. Uh, missing nothing. Missing nothing. Um, so that for me, that plays right. I mean, I think this simulation theory plays right in with the religions, the, the Bible. Is that I don't think it discounts any kind of religion. I, if anything, it, I think it enhances Every the understanding of it, just in a different way of explaining it. Then, right? Yeah, I think it like it, it's not like its own entity, its own thought. It's like all encompassing. It includes Native American culture, Native American teachings, and spirituality. It includes like the teachings from the Bible. Because if the creator can create all this, of this simulation, then yeah, he can create a son. It's like, okay, I'm making this. This is my son. I'm going to send him down there. Oh, I thought you meant the son's son, but actually the son. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then at yeah. the end, when we thought he was dead, then he said, no, he's not. He's like, bloop, control, out, delete. End task. Revive. Revive. Amazing. So you see, like, that's, I, that's why I think it's so real. It's like, okay, yeah. So basically what you're saying is you we're not even thinking of, like, the movies and stuff like that. Like, like that whole uh, Matrix kind of deal. Hmm. Hmm. That's just science fiction. You can't do bullet time. Hmm. No, I think like grander, like just like this simulation explains like the creation story. Oh. Okay, so but uh, but well, so then, well, I don't know why I keep coming back to time. Like time is such a a huge thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like some Einstein says, there's no such thing as time. Oh yeah. Because there's only right here, right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that we use it as a 
measurement. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in I our think, own existence. Yeah, I think it's a, a unit of measurement that is used to control us. Time. Time. Because what does the Bible say about time? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what, the second is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a second, or something like that? No. So basically what you're saying is is that there is no... It's like infinite. No. Because the only reason why I I think I keep going back to that is because, like you said, it's something that... I don't know. I won't use the word control, but it's something. It's a unit of measurement, right? Yeah. So I mean, I just like in this simulation. Then what? What is it? Is it like, you know, like your phone will say, "Oh, you've been online for, or you used your device for five hours today." Hmm. So what does it say on the creator's device? Hmm. This has been going... You've been using your simulation for X amount of years or minutes or seconds or maybe there is no... Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. It just that would be is. crazy, though. Like, I wonder why he would make us like this, though. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose? It's to worship him. I mean, I, I know that. Like, <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to get this call. <laughs> but that's the time We can always come back to this Speak on it I literally thought that was a phone call <laughs> <laughs> That was the timer Thank you for joining me on this edition Of February Speak on it That was kind of good but I just uh, don't think we got anything done <laughs> That's all good I, I, yeah, no, I, I'm just messing with you bro No I mean It's a huge topic And I just want to get a, See what you guys thought about it So DJ. You know what I was watching the other day? Hit me. It was about this thing about angels caught on tape. Oh, yeah. And there was this truck going through a, a intersection. Mm-hmm. And I think he was the guy was on a bike. Mm-hmm. And, man, right when it was about, like, he was right in front of it. And it was he was about to get hit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you can see this flash of light just come from the other side. And, whoosh, and then him and that light and his bike all disappear, but the truck's still there. And it stops. Yeah. It's like a, Did they reappear? No, huh? They were gone, huh? But then they kind of, you know, how they stop and they uh, <laughs> freeze frame, yeah. And you can see it almost looks like it looks like somebody's running towards yeah. him. But then he, as soon as he makes contact with that one on the bike, then both of them just kind of right. I right, think I've seen some similar to Iron right maybe in front similar. of that truck's headlights. Like yeah. I mean, right there. And, he's, and he comes out of there fast, too, just like, whoop. And then both of them disappear, and that guy stops. And then he gets out and walks back, you know, to try to see if he hit somebody. If he hit somebody, and there's nothing there. Crazy. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. No, I seen something similar where this guy was getting jumped, and, like, he was kind of winning at first. And then this other guy came and hit him, and he fell. And as soon as he fell, this thing, like, came out of his body and started beating the crap out of those two guys. And that guy was still laying there on the ground. And they started running away, and he, like, grabbed him and threw him on the ground. And, like, he's beating the shit out of him, this whatever spirit. Huh. That's scary. That kind of reminds me of that movie, Down to Earth. Yeah. Remember, um, so this guy, uh, Chris Rock's character, gets hit prematurely by a car. Mm. 
and he dies, and it wasn't his time. Like the Grim Reaper, like he came down, and he has like this timer. Oh, okay. And then like right when he hits it, like man, the Death Angel just comes and grabs him. Oh, okay. But uh, man, yeah, he did it prematurely, and they had to find him a different body. Oh, is it that comedian one? Yeah, it's that comedian yeah. one. And they had him do that old man, and that's when like DMX and all that came out. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's going going to town. Yeah, he's jamming out. <laughs> yeah. Cool yeah. Then he's like he. And then kind of you look from the outside in, and then there's yeah. that old white guy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Go ahead, hit me with that beat, son. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Oh, um, February 23rd, uh. Randy B speak on it, but no, this was an article I forgot, man. I was trying to remember where I got this from, but I forgot. I'm going to read it. Uh, it kind of hit me on some stuff, but I'm going to see what, you know, if anything sticks out to you guys, if you guys agree with it or not, here we go. It says we all. We all have a natural need to bond, but when we can't do that, we will bond with something that will give us some sense of relief. A core part of addiction is not being able to bear being present in your life. The reason why we are all not drinking absurd amounts of alcohol or punching our medical marijuana cards is we all have connections that we want to protect and be present for. We have work that we love and relationships we want to be there for. This is real human connection, and if we don't have that, we resort to something else. Disconnection is the driver of addiction. The average amount of friends a person has today has been declining since the 50s. We have traded stuff for relationships. Research now shows that psychological isolation is more damaging than smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's human connection. How to create connections? Humans connect through emotion. Imagine if your baby doesn't cry, laugh, engage emotionally for eight months. Babies and kids connect well because they process their emotions, and as long as they are in a loving home, they believe they are worthy of love. According to Bren Brown, courage is the ability to tell your story with your whole heart and having the guts to bear your imperfections. Compassion looks like being kind to yourself and then to others since you cannot genuinely give away what you don't actually possess. Authenticity makes a way for true intimacy and emotional connections with others. It's the ability to embrace who you are while letting go of who you think you should be. Finally, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. If you've ever felt lonely, you're not alone. Many people experience or have experienced a lack of human connection at some point in their lives. The key to overcoming loneliness and living a more fulfilling, happier life is to challenge yourself and look for opportunities to build genuine connections with those around you. Mm. The end. Uh, who? Uh, who? And I think, like, for me, like, when I read that, when I initially read this, I forgot where I got it from, but I just like copy and pasted it to my notes. Um, but it was some kind of recovery um, talk. But 
when I thought about me and like my addiction, it holds true because all I've ever wanted to do was belong to something, right? Like I, I mm-hmm. wanted, I wanted to feel worthy and, and accepted. And I found that in the company that I kept. Yeah. Um, and every time I would feel lonely or every time I wanted to go have fun, like everything was centered around drinking. Everything was centered around drug use. Like everything, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have that type of connection. Mm. And I think like, this is absolutely right. Like where it says like the average amount of friends a person has today has been declining since the fifties. And I remember growing up, like having all these people that I knew, like I considered friends. Yeah. But then now, even in my adulthood, it's like, man, friends are rare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not as present as they used to be mm-hmm. from the time we grew up. Like, I remember, like, growing up, I remember, like, when people wanted to get a hold of my dad or my mother, like, they would come to our house, to our family home. Yeah. Nowadays, like, nobody even, you know, like, it, it, it's different. Like, we have to, like, for me, if I'm going visiting, like, I let somebody know, like, hey, is it cool if I stop by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, back then, they didn't care. Like, they, they didn't give up. you a phone call. They just showed up. And when you showed up, like, Crow Way, like, we open up the fridge, offer you something to drink, give you something to eat. Yeah. Like, that was the Crow Way. Like, it was centered around that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I think about it today, I'm like, man, like, that's so true because we've traded stuff for relationships. I would rather be comfortable and have my, like, I could stay in my house as long as I got my PS5. You know, my phone on silent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's me. Like, because I, if I get bored, I can watch TV. I can freaking jump on a computer. I can, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Jump on my game. I don't have to have that human connection. Yeah. But when I think about it, like, I'm like, man, that's what I desired the most was that connection. Yeah. And the way I connected with my people was through drugs and alcohol. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. Yeah, I think with uh yeah, totally. Um I initially loved to drink because it was fun and like the laughing and uh, being around the bros or talking to girls or you know, talking to women and <clears throat> that was the initial appeal. You know, uh was just the fun aspect. The party How aspect. much fun we're going to have, you know, and just like laughing, joking around, having a good old time. Uh, so that connection, yeah, definitely that, that human connection there. Um, and then like now in recovery, uh, initially, you know, like in the rooms, that's where I felt like I didn't know these people. Um, but I knew them as far as, you know, the state, they thought the same way as me. You know, I could go in there and be able to say some crazy stuff and they like, oh, everybody would understand. So I was accepted. You know, it's like they understood the struggle. So that was one thing that I noticed right away going into the rooms uh, was that I was accepted. You know, initially I shared, I shared on this podcast before that initially I went to a lot of meetings, NA meetings, AA meetings, talking circles, different um Different organ, different other kind of help, self help groups, but everywhere I went, I was just accepted. Um, so that human connection was huge for me early on, and even today, you know, just coming here and being able to be myself with you two gentlemen and like laugh and joke around, 
That's huge for me. I think that's a huge that's that's the human connection that's keeping me sober today. Um but yeah, I mean there's times, you know, I got a busy schedule, but I love I love to just sit and watch a movie or watch some sports, you know, just by myself. Yeah. Uh most evenings I'm sitting in the living room by myself, you know, anywhere from like nine nine PM till midnight. I'm just by myself. You know, just quiet, just sitting there. Me and punk ass Oreo watching T V. <laughs> uh, he's not human, so that don't count. But I really look forward to that time, you know, just to chill and digress. So my really only human connection, I guess, is like here. And of course at work, you know, that's a job you have to be around. Other humans, yeah. Um, but with that, I'll pass it over here to this guy. Same, <laughs> ditto. <laughs> no, <laughs> me too. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Then, <laughs> um, yeah, like like Randy said too, man. Like I, I was the same way because, like, I wanted to belong. I wanted to be connected. I wanted to be a part of something. And outside of my family circle, that's that's what it was. I mean, all all my peers. I mean, I I don't want to repeat everything you said because it's the same thing, right? You know, yeah. that's what they were doing, so that's what I did. But you know, to take it just a, one step further, I think somewhere along the line, I lost connection with myself. Yeah, right. Like I, I that wasn't me. I mean that I lost myself, and I think for the longest time I didn't have that. I didn't have because I could be around my family and still feel lost. Mm. I could be around my family and the people that loved me and cared about me and still feel disconnected. Yeah. Until I got that thing that made me feel connected in the first place, which was that high, that that high from the drugs or the alcohol. And then I felt okay. Then I could talk to you. Then I could, you know, um, uh, interact with my with my family, which mm. which which it was. It, that's so freaking backwards, mm-hmm. and and it's wrong. But I, I I and not only that too, even another step. Like I think I lost connection with my higher power as well. Mm. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand too. You know, like because I think like for me and my my belief system, like you know that my higher power is within me. Right, like I, I carry it around. So mm-hmm. to really. Um, connect with that is to look inward mm-hmm. um, and I lost all that I lost connection with myself and there was only one thing that I thought based on my false beliefs that I thought that could really keep myself you know connected like I thought that was me I guess in another way that yeah. was another way to say it. I thought that was me so I wanted to keep that me because that mm. me in my mind in my sick and twisted mind was fun to be around I was talkative, I was funny, I was confident, you know, but in you know, looking back if 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 I was to look at the simulation and watch that part of the playback, it'd mm-hmm. be like, man, look at this guy can't even walk. I can't even talk. You don't even understand what he's saying. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like so like that whole connection with myself um and it goes along with everything that you guys just said too. Like I I'm the exact same way, but when I was listening to you, I was thinking, man, I and and this is something that occurred to me uh, a while back too. Was like 
know, and I've said it in different forms before, but like, man, that's, that wasn't me. I lost me mm. and I had to go find myself again. Like that real true, genuine me. And that even that, that comes with the goods and the bads, right? Cause I'm mm. not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And for the longest time I felt like I had to be perfect. Then I still kind of got those hangups where I'm really hard on myself and I, and I overthink things and I, you know, I, I take things to a whole nother level with my anxiety about what I think I should be, especially in this moment. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot, I mean, and I, and I have my ways of, uh, bringing myself back from that, but like there are times when if I, if I allow myself to, I'm going to go to the point where nothing I do is good enough or I don't feel, Oh, imposter syndrome. Remember we were, we, we were reading about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like that. That one really hit home with me. It was like, man, I feel like sometimes I feel like a fake. Like I, even mm. though I am doing it, and, and the and the proof is right there. Is there's times when I just don't feel like I'm good enough. Feel like or, a fraud. Yeah, like a fraud. Mm. Like, and and that's not good either. Yeah. But what I've learned recently, I think, is like, oh, and Joel had a a good way of explaining it. Is that swing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, um, and then one of the daily meditations said something about it too is not to look take things to the extreme or not to see things good or bad they just are Mm -hmm. obviously some things make you feel good some things will make you feel bad but you know we're not going to be in that and then not try to go back and try to say okay let me let me relive this this thing that happened or let me try to guess what's going to happen Mm -hmm. right so i mean i could go on about that that's a good topic right there it is. Thank you. And just this last part, like authenticity makes a way for true intimacy and emotional connections with others. It's the ability to embrace who you are while letting go of who you think you should be. And finally, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. If you've ever felt lonely, you're not alone. Many people experience or have experienced a lack of human connection at some point in their lives. A key to overcoming loneliness and living a more fulfilling, happier life is to challenge yourself and look for opportunities to build genuine connections with those around you. And I think, like, for me, that's where, like, the mask falls off, right? Like, authentically being ourselves, like, man, who we're really called to be. And I think that's the beautiful part of recovery. Like, especially like in the work that I do, I have the ability to see the side of somebody that the rest of society doesn't see. Yep. You know, and and that's like the, like, man, all, like all the masks are off. And, but it's easy to feel like how JC was talking about, like, man, last week we were talking about anger. And about two hours after we got done with our conversation, we get there, and man, I like want to blow up on somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like I removed myself from the situation. I went and sat in the van, and I just like was like, man, like. And then my uh, Stacy was like, man, you just did this thing on anger, <laughs> you know? Like, and she kept calling me out, like, hey, you were just doing. It. And I'm like, man, like, but I had grace on myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I went and I didn't blow up the way that I wanted to. Yeah. And then immediately I went to where JC was talking about. I'm like, man, see, I'm just a fake. Oh, yeah. Here I am. We're on this podcast and we're doing all this content (laughs) and I get mad. You know, I blow up and 
but I didn't really blow up like I used to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, when we think about authenticity, like, we rip the mask off, and, and it's finally, like, my therapist has been encouraging me to be a little bit more vulnerable, sharing who I feel, like, sharing what I feel, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a part of me that feels like sharing my feelings is corny. Yeah. How I think about things, like, I don't want to be seen as corny. Yeah. And that's, like, a core belief of mine. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't want to do things that make me feel corny, so I don't want to put myself out on a limb like that. I don't want to be vulnerable. And I think when I keep myself back from being vulnerable, then that relationship, no matter who it's with, is shallow. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. True. Makes perfect sense. But it's like when we come to recovery and... and you know, we, we start feeling lonely. The way to overcome like that loneliness just says is like by challenging yourself and looking for opportunities to build genuine connections with those around you. Mm. Looking for those that will keep us accountable, that will call us out on our BS. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and finding a place where we can serve, um, where we get beyond ourselves. I feel like that's where we build like real genuine connections, realizing like, okay, this person has my back. Mm-hmm. They've been through similar things, and I have theirs. You know, where that thing is not questioned. Yeah. But it's when we're finally, like, our, who we're meant to be, right? Yeah. Like, the, that authentic, like, that true, genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my speak on it. Uh, who? Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say something, but, uh, oh, you know, you know, what's funny, too, is, like, you're sitting there and you're telling your story about... um. You know, getting angry right after we did an episode on anger. And, and, man, like, there were so many things I wanted to say, like, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't get angry or, you know. (laughs) here I am trying to offer him advice and help him out and get through that. And yet if I did that to myself sometimes, and this doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes I'd be like, ah, you know, I talk myself out of it. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like if like Randy, like oh man, that's my brother, and he's going through something. Man, I gotta help him. I gotta say something. I gotta let him know I support him. But then when it comes to me, there are times when I just kind of I, I blow myself off. Yeah, it's yep. just I, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. I think you're always saying it too, Randy. Like we give others grace, but we don't give that same grace to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think. <clears throat> At the end of the day, if you didn't go use over it, it's a victory. Yeah. Even now, at where we're at, you know, JC's got over eight years, nine years, nine. You got over. You got over eight, eight now. I gotta make a post for you still. Yeah, tonight. I'll make that post tonight, tonight or tomorrow. And you know me, seven and some change. At this point in our, in our recovery, if we didn't go use over it, it's still victory. Yeah. Still victory. That's, um, that's something, you know, one of my sponsors before they relapsed on me told me. <laughs> so if you didn't use over it, that's a victory, man. That's a good day. I'm like, dang, man, that's good. I like that. So you could have the shittiest day ever. Everything could go wrong. But if you didn't use, that's a victory. But I think that's a beautiful part about it, too, yeah. is being able to feel those feelings, right? Like, those yeah. feelings of inferiority, those feelings of, like, hey, man, like, I may be a fraud, but you know what, man? I got up and I did my best today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I may be a fraud. <laughs> like, no, because it was, like, like we, we did the episode on anger, and then I got angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't let the person that I was angry with, like, I didn't blow up on them. 
Yeah. I went and sat in a van with the kids, man. Like, yeah. you know, because I was angry at this person, man. Like, I was angry at the hotel lady. Yeah. And I wanted to tell her my mind. And then I'm like, man, we drove like 1,200 miles over here. Like, what if we don't have nowhere to go tonight? Oh, dang. It was one of those, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really want, I wanted to let her know how I really felt. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also realized, like, man, that was bad. Not only for me, but it would be bad for the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. But it got resolved. Yeah, it got resolved. But it was just, there was just. Just yeah. that initial. Yeah, I know that feeling. And it just rubbed like, me the wrong way. Yeah, I know that feeling, man. You, like, do all this travel. You get to where you're supposed to be staying, and then there's a holdup. Yeah. And then you're like, F. Like, because you're looking forward to getting in your room and just relaxing. Yeah. Chilling, you yeah. know? Yeah. I know that feeling. Oh, yeah. hold on. I got it. Answer that call. That call. All right, go ahead. Hit me with that beat while I answer this. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. Bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. This is your favorite Indian. I need you to take off your moccasins and wiggle your piggy toes in the snow. Oh, yeah. Feel the cold. Feel the burn. Enjoy it. Living it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so, man, you know, I, I knew the speak on it was coming, and I'm thinking, you know, what can I what can I talk about? In my, I was just all over the place. I was just, you know, these last few days, and uh, far be it for me, you know, to be, you know, get up on a, on the pulpit and start pointing fingers and doing all this and that, but there's just something that kept coming up and was bothering me. Like, and, and that is, you know, we as indigenous people, we got to change. I know there's a lot of people out there and they're doing really good things, but we have got to help the others who are not changing. They're not, they're stuck in this, these false beliefs, these core beliefs that are negative and they're false and they have no basis in reality. We have to learn how to get coping skills. We have to learn how to handle our day-to-day lives in a healthy way. Mm. And uh, Orville and Debbie, their native wellness.life says it best. You know, I think culture is our cure. Like, we start getting back to that. We start going, we start getting back into our culture and practicing our ways and doing the things that our creator gave to us then i think we'll be okay because that that was initially that was the thing that they used to uh rather than you know just wipe us out kill us all you know genocide just erase us off the face of the earth they decided okay well we can't just kill them so let's just take away their culture Mm -hmm. and we can destroy them and one of the ways that they did that was you know you can't speak your language you can't practice your uh spiritual beliefs you have to assimilate. You have to be just become, and then we're just, you know, we're nobody. I mean, you can have brown hair and brown eyes and a greasy face, but you're not an Indian, right? Mm. You're just, you're just, you're just, you're no, we're, we're nothing without that. That's our identity. That's who we are. It's in our DNA. So we get back to that. I think we start moving back towards that. 
um, you know, things will start to change, but we have to work together too. We have to stick together. We have to work together. We have to encourage each other and get these, the ones that are, that are still stuck in this rut. We have to find a way to pull them out of there and let them, you know, actually see the light because we're dying. I mean, some of us aren't dying physically, but we're dying emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And it's to the detriment of our people. And while we're while we're over here sucking on this pacifier that's a bottle or a pipe or whatever you want to, you know, we're doing that. There are other people outside who are slowly infringing on the things that we've had this whole time. And we're losing it. We're going to lose it. And then one day we're all going to wake up and we won't have anything. We won't have anything worth standing on. Even though this whole entire continent is essentially native land, it won't be anymore. And I think the it just it, it just goes back to the individual. Um you know, I mean and everybody knows what everybody does, right? I mean everybody knows about Indian dot com. There's rumor mills, there's things going around gossip this gossip that but for the most part everybody knows what everybody does um so and and i'm not trying to say oh yeah let's just round up all the bad ones and get throw them into prison and blah blah i don't want that shit either that's no place for us to be either i'm trying to avoid that i'm trying to avoid jails institutions and death for all of our people because we we, we we were meant for more than that. And it hurts. It hurt. it really, really, really hurts me inside because, you know, to see these things going on um, for many reasons, and, and, and probably the first one that I have to say is that because I was guilty of it too. I was right up in there, um, which I think is why I, I, I still kind of battle with a lot of, of – living in guilt and shame, but I said it this the other day, like my living in guilt and shame doesn't serve the world. And so I'm, you know, I'm slowly ebbing and, and trying to get out of that. But it also hurts because it, because I know that the, pet, the, the, the potential that we have out there, I know the things that we as indigenous people can do. And... We're not doing it for some odd reason. There's this block and maybe each individual is, is different as to what that might be, but we have to figure something out because like I said, I just don't see us gaining any ground unless I'm trying to be, you know, having gone through some things, maybe I'm just being a little pessimistic right now, but maybe somebody needs to be like, I want, I mean, these guys know me. I try to be the most optimistic person in the world. Like, okay, Let's look at the good side of it. Let's try to, you know, um, see, you know, we're doing good things. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people doing great things. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to leave anybody behind. And I think once we all come together, once we all start working together, and once we all start trying to figure out what it is that, that's holding us back, I think then, then I think we'll just have this explosion, just boom, like dominoes, right? We didn't get into this situation alone. There's many causes for it. But 
if we're waiting for some white savior, you know, to come and save us with money or 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 these benefits or or you know they're gonna come in and you know all of a sudden just okay you know what you were right we stole your land here you go have it back you know nobody's gonna come and save us this ain't dances with wolves <laughs> shit this is real life these are living breathing human beings that are suffering and we need to do something we have to figure this out um and 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 the other thing too is like you know as far as how to destroy a people is by destroying the women and the children. And again, I was guilty of it too. I'm not going to sit up here on some high horse and say, yeah, you guys are no good. Bullshit. I know what I did. I was there. But what can I do now? You know, have respect for women. I can't just say, well, I respect women. My mom, my sister, my, you know, no, because they're all my moms. They're all my sisters. They're all my daughters. They're all of ours. When we think of it like that, then I think we, I think we take another step. When we think of it like, okay, I respect my mom, but I'm going to talk shit about yours. Mm. That doesn't even make sense. I can't do that because my mom is your mom and your mom is my mom collectively, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just another way of thinking of it. And I really honestly don't know where I was going with this, but I just want to, you know, affect change because I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of hurting. I'm getting tired of watching my family hurt. I'm getting tired of watching other families hurt. I'm getting tired of hearing the stories. I'm getting tired of... You know, all this shit. And really, I mean, all this speak on it is right now at this point is becoming a venting session. And I don't try to offend nobody. I ain't trying to put nobody on blast. I ain't trying to, you know, act all high and mighty, self-righteous and what's the other word? Sanctimonious. But I just, you know, I, somebody, you know, we all have to say it. We all have to come together. Let's put our heads together. Let's put our prayers together. Let's put our hearts together and do something. Like really, really, really start solving problems, not just some sort of Band-Aid solution, not some, uh, you know, I'm going to be cultural one minute and then the next I'm going to go and do something that goes completely against that. And, you know, um, it's just, I don't know. I'll, I'll stop here for now because you know I, I I could go on all night, but I'll let these guys have a, have a few words too. But I just want to thank you guys for listening to me. Thank you for letting me get that out, mm-hmm. and thank you guys, the listeners, to kind of you know same thing for letting me get that out. Just kind of bearing with me. I just had to get some things off of my chest. I feel a lot lighter. Uh who? And what do you think? I think so. Um, one of the hugest things that. I was picking up on initially when you started was that something that I've been thinking and that I've been coming to the conclusion to that is there there needs to be a lot of healing of our people. Uh, and what does that look like? And I yeah. think like 
whatever I mean, whatever works for you. But I know like what works for me and what works for a lot of natives here in Billings in this urban setting is the well-briety stuff. You know that the culture, culture is the. Would you say the native wellness life folks? Culture is the cure. Culture is the cure. Um, and in the line of work I was in prior to my job, now we always said culture is prevention. Now, what does that look like? Like, I mean, just like these basic teachings, like, you know, our ancestors, they lived in community. They had accountability. They had transparency and they had service, service work. Uh, and if you look at the warrior, <clears throat> yeah, they went to battle. Yeah, they had to do these acts of bravery. That was part of their job. But the day to day, they were policemen. They were they were the social workers. If a family had lost, you know, their warriors or their hunters, they made they went out and hunt for that family. They made sure everybody in the encampment within the band didn't go without. That was the day to day stuff that they had to do. Um so I can see that part, you know, definitely. Like with the Well Brady movement, it's a callback to the cultural teachings, like those pieces. Like what were our roles? What were the roles and like let's fulfill those roles moving forward? And they had a relationship with Akbaratia. Day every day. They start their day with Akbaratia and they ended their day with their prayers. At the very basic level, and I'm just, you know, talking for myself here, at the very basic level, I keep it real basic, I keep it real simple for myself. Because simple works for me. Simple keeps me sober. Simple has kept me walking the red road for this seven years and some change. So let's, yeah, let's let's promote, let's facilitate, let's foster healing with positive coping skills, with parenting classes, with anger management. Because like those three things is things that we are lacking. As a people, keeps us in that crabs in the bucket mentality. We can't even root each other on. Once we see, start seeing somebody doing good, they're like, oh, I can't believe these guys are really promoting him. Do you know what they did? Do you know what they said? Do you know who his baby mommy is and how he treated her? Yeah. You know, they, that's, that's the talk I hear. And I'm just like, man, knock it off. Be happy for them. Be happy for them. I might not know this person, but I'm happy, and I see a native doing something good. I root them on, but I think it comes down for me. What I see is that there has to be a great healing that we need to foster that somehow, some way. Whether that's well, Bridey, whether that's whatever. Um, but I think it starts, you know, back home on our on our different, our each of our reservations. Great healing yeah. needs to take place. Ditto. Oh. And I think <clears throat> it's something that our people have to do. And one thing about healing is it freaking hurts. Oh, yeah. You know, like when we're intentional about our healing, like we have to face things that we've never faced before or that we ran from. But it's funny. <clears throat> I've been reading this book called Radical Hope. I don't know if you guys read it or not, but it's about this, this writer's talking about. And the part that I read He's talking about plenty coups, right? Like, 
And Plenicus like shares all this all this history, like shares his life story with this guy. Like, man, gets to the point. But one thing the writer was talking about was like when he talked about the past. And I I'm probably butchering it, but like when he talks about like the past and, and everything that they had to let go, like he was saying like it, it wasn't like a time but it it was like an event. The past was an event. Like something happened where Plenty Coos either was depressed himself or the people were depressed at what they have to leave behind. Mm-hmm. Because they're nomadic. They were, you know, they were traveling. They were never confined to one spot. Like you said, they were policemen. They had their whole livelihood about them. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just had to stop. Yeah. And when I think about it, like, on a deeper level, I feel like that's where a lot of our addiction and stuff comes from is because Mm -hmm. we've been a depressed people. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Not only are we depressed, we're isolated. We're not living the way our people lived. Mm-hmm. And that was never, we were never meant to be in one spot, I feel like. Mm. You know, like, we moved with the seasons. When it was fall time, we knew where to go. When it was summertime, we knew where to go. When it was springtime, we knew where to go. Like, we knew where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a verse in the Bible that says, the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons, of, you know, and what Israel ought to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that as crows, like, we understood that not just crows, but native Americans. Yeah. But I feel like even now the re a, a big reason why we've been held back for so long is because some of us choose to hang on to that bitterness and that unforgiveness. Yeah. We refuse to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We refuse to address this stuff, right? Like head on. And we would rather tuck it away mm. and act like it doesn't exist. When in reality, we are living with bitterness and, and unforgiveness mm-hmm. um, towards people that didn't affect affect us like, directly, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we can't be mad at, like, I feel like for me, like, it, it would be unfair for me to be mad at mainstream society oh, yeah, as yeah. a whole, right? Like, mm-hmm. but also it would be unfair to not acknowledge the hurt that my people have been through. Mm-hmm. Um because it's very real. That's kind of like what I'm getting off of. I feel like because like one of our last chiefs, like because he didn't know how to like deal with that or address that. Like it kind of fell like on us. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the more, like the more it fell on us, the more we didn't know how to respond because we were never meant to Mm. live this way. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't, embrace where we're at now and move forward. Yep. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that generational trauma. Like uh, I think a lot of the things that we carry around have been around. Yeah. Mm. And like, like you said, it's new to us. And then at the same time, it coincided with the introduction of alcohol. Yeah. Hmm. And so, I mean, those two things, I think, go hand in hand. Whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. But 
as far as the generational trauma, yeah, I, I mean, I, I am a firm believer in that. And I do know that there are a ton of people out there, you guys included, who are out there and who are, have boots on the ground and are actually working with people and trying to, you know, uh, correct the course. And I can think of a, I could probably name a thousand of them. Um, but I think for me, it, it was just this, um, thing that was been stuck at like a rock in my shoe for the last couple of weeks. And, and I, I think I got rid of it. Um, thank you guys for letting me vent that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely see what you guys are saying. I know, you know. I, I totally 100% on board with all of that. Um, now it's just a matter of, okay, so how do we, how can we get the people who are out there who are lost, how can we help them find their way? And I guess, you know, the things that we're doing um, is one way. I just, you know... For me, it's always got to be more. Like, man, we can do more. We can do, but I think at the end of the day, we can only do what we can do, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I mean, I, I said this the other day too. I wish I could snap my fingers. I wish I could say something, and then everything would change. But if that was the case, and I really could do that, the Red Sox would win the World Series every year. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, among other things, but so I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, all. Doom and gloom. Oh, I thought you were going to say sanctimonious. No, uh, <laughs> that too. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not trying to be the negative Nancy or Debbie Downer or anything like that. I just had to get that off my chest and then, you know, now start working towards those solutions. And I get it. I think it's everything you guys said was true. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for that. Yeah, no, I hope. I hope. No, thanks for like, venting on that. That was good. I mean, that was... That was a good ten minute rant. <laughs> oh, I got I had about twenty, thirty more minutes for you guys are We could be here for till eight. <laughs> no, it's uh it was good and I think that we need that. We need to do that. And that's something that we should allow ourselves to do. You know, I have people in my life that are my sounding boards. Sometimes I use you guys, sometimes I use my other people, you know. And I kinda I, I did the exact same thing right before we went on. I was able to vent about something. And just get it off my chest with you guys. And then you guys are like, oh, yeah, that sucks, man. That's BS. That's all, you know. Sometimes that's, that's all it. you need, though, huh? Yeah, just like I someone mean, to be like, yeah. Because for me, it's like sometimes I overthink things. And I'm like, man, am I, am I tripping? Am I, am I being crazy here? Yeah. So then, like, if I just share with you guys that, you know, you're walking the red road. And you're like, yeah, man, that's BS. Okay, I'm not tripping. Yeah. Yeah, and I it, like a lot of times too. Like, I, I probably said this already, but this kind of incessant need to okay, I can fix that for you. Yeah, but then some people, some people don't want advice. Some people, you know, they're just looking to get that off their chest. Right. So yeah, yeah. just to kind of be the ear and the and somebody that actually hears, or you know, like I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I hear you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have to say anything, but you know that's just what some people need. Uh, rather than you know um, that kind of okay, well, let's fix this. But <coughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. No, I think what you said that was your truth, and that was good, man. Thanks for sharing that. And um, any closing words on tonight's episode, gentlemen? 
That was the best Super Bowl ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best cheated Super Bowl ever. <laughs> Irregardless, if, if it was 1.3 <laughs> points cheating, holding at the end, I got to hear a great song tonight, so I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, next big bet coming up is the final four. Final four. Yeah, all losers got to sing. Mm. All mm, losers mm, got to sing. Mm. If, so, if all three of our teams don't make it, we all got to sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys that. enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think my Dukies have a chance. I think they'll make the tournament, but I don't know. They're not even ranked right now. You never know. They could win the, their the, the ACC as a tournament, don't they? Yeah. Well, I, I think they'll make the tournament. They'll probably be like a 8, 9, 10 seed just because of their name and their conference. And That's the games true. that they did win, um, I don't think they won't make the tournament. When's the last time Duke was not in the tournament? Do you know? It was probably like 1960. <laughs> oh, not that long. That's a long time. <laughs> no, probably since the 80s, they haven't been in the tournament. That's crazy. That's a heck of a that's a that's a run right there. Heck yeah! I'm not denying promote. Oh, we got a new coach this year, so rebuilding year. Well, anyway. With that, we're going to shut down episode 122. I hope you guys enjoyed the topics. I hope you enjoyed the singing. <laughs> we did our best, Bogon. Thank you, Danny and Sandy. Yes. I am a voice of this generation. <laughs> I'm the voice of Sandy. Sandy had to channel her. But all our listeners all over Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep tuning in. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading unspoken words. Gospel Billy Graham style. We are out. Peace. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.